Hello, lovely people. Thanks for choosing to hang out with me. It's 2024, man. And I am deeply, deeply disturbed by it. I hope that you're emotionally available for this conversation we're about to have because your girl's not going to be pulling any punches with this one. The vibes are immaculate right now. It's 11 p.m. I got a lavender eucalyptus candle going, Himalayan salt lamp in the back, and you might be asking yourself, Emily, are we about to kiss right now? And you know what? Maybe. We'll see how this whole thing goes, you know what I mean? I usually think end of year, beginning of year reflections are quite cliche and um, can be overused, but I got a lot to say about 2023 and uh, I want to share with you guys, you know, my top five biggest lessons that I've learned in 2023. I will say there's one thing that's on my conscience right now that I have to tell somebody. This fucking Duolingo bird is fucking blowing up my phone right now. My phone is never dry, man, when you got the Duolingo app. I get it. I get it. I have till midnight to extend my streak dog. But, you know, we out here, we out here cooking. So, by the way, Duolingo's my shit. If any of y'all are on Duolingo, add me. I, um, your girl's not really on Insta, not really on Snap, not really on Twitter. But Duolingo? I mean, shit. Yeah, add me. Um, I want to see what, what language you're, you're learning. You can check out my streak. It just passed 100. It's like no big deal, though. You know, it's just, it's fine. Just like super consistent. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, let, let's just hop right into the top five biggest lessons of 2023. And, you know, buckle up and, and keep an open mind here. <clears throat> Lesson number one. Spend more money on experiences over material things. This might be an easy one for people to say, but harder to act on. Um, I've never been one for material things, whether that was clothes or cars or just objects. I don't know. I try to keep it pretty minimal. Um, and I had a couple really amazing experiences this year from traveling and concerts and Broadway shows and things like that and you know these things cost money they're they're expensive um but rarely do I ever think about how much it costed after I did that thing so for example you know I went to Europe for the first time you know with my best friend Jenna last spring we went to Ireland and then I went to London after and that shit was expensive man like fuck Jesus, like a week in Europe, it's like, all right, see you never savings. Um, but shit, I don't remember how much I even spent because that's how good of a time I had. You know, going to concerts, going to festivals, not cheap, man. But, you know, they always say you can't really put a price tag on like some of these experiences. And I truly believe that. I don't know. I mean, I know that clothes and electronics and getting a TV or something could could fulfill somebody. But I, I feel like it's more short term, you know? When you think of the time where you spent money on experiences, I feel like you really look back on those times and you're like, wow, I don't even think about the money I spent. I just had such a good damn time with my friends or my significant other or my family. And it was just it was just worth it. So that's kind of the first reflection that I had. 
uh, second reflection. Listen to your body before your mind. That's a confusing one, Emily. What the fuck are you talking about? Bro, bro, just, 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 just let me talk. Um, our minds can pay, play tricks with us. You know, it, it's good to be logical. It's good to be rational. It's good to think things through a hundred percent. I'm, I'm on board for that. I'm a very analytical person. I will think a scenario inside and out, upside down, round and round, cha-cha slide, like all that stuff with a scenario. But your body knows what's good. And oftentimes you'll have a gut feeling about something or have a deep intuition about something. And um, you'll kind of ignore it because your mind will say something like, oh, that's fine. Or that's just the way that person is. Or I'm just overreacting or something like that. But deep down in your stomach, you just you just know something's off. And anytime I've really ignored that feeling, it's come to bite me in the ass. So trust the way that you feel trust the way trust your gut you know when it comes to people scenarios places relationships um you have a sixth sense about you whether you recognize it or not that's not just taking in logic not just taking emotions but taking in all the nuances and the energies and the auras of a situation that you might not pick up on the on the logical level right so i would just say pay attention to how your body feels when you're in situations even if you're simply on a date or at lunch with somebody like how do you feel how does your body feel when you're with this person are you relaxed are you tense are you on edge are you you know excited like what is your body telling you in that scenario and i would just say just pay more attention to it um because your body doesn't lie you know a lot of times when people are going through hard times where does it manifest a lot of times your stomach dog like hardest times in my life whether it was a you know going through a lot of anxiety my stomach was fucked up just like screaming for help and you know your doctor might not be able be be able to detect it but there's that mind-body connection that i think we all like to ignore and we just go to the doctor and we get prescribed medicine but your body can be troubled by a situation as much as your mind can be so pay attention darlings to your body um that shit don't lie to you and and follow it up after with your mind i would just say pay attention to your body first and then and then try to rationalize it from there my stomach hurts why outside of physical reasons would my stomach hurt right now is something troubling me have i held back an emotion from someone i should have shared with them did i hold back an apology to someone did i say something that was kind of fucked up what's troubling you, you know? All right. Lesson number three. Setting boundaries is one of the highest forms of self-love. People talk a lot about boundaries these days, which is awesome. Love it. We want more of it. But what is a boundary? It just simply means I'm drawing a line in the sand between you and me. And on this side of the sand, this is every this is me, my space, what I'm cool with, my needs. On the other side of the line is you. And sometimes we got to draw a line with people. And this is really really tough, guys. Anytime you set a boundary, it's usually a difficult conversation. More difficult than other conversations. It doesn't always have to be a difficult one. But typically when you set a boundary, it's with someone you really love or someone you really care about, 
and you know kind of in the back of your head, hey, I might hurt this person's feelings. And like that never feels good. As a people pleaser myself, that fucking sucks. Like I'd, I'd be out here wanting to, you know, people please to the death, bro. Like just what do you need? Like what do you want? Like please tell me, yes. But when you have those difficult conversations, it actually progresses your relationship forward because that means you have enough respect for the other person to say, I want this relationship to work, like work, work, not just work on paper, not just work on Instagram or pictures. I want this to actually work. So in order for this relationship to work, I need you to know when you did that one thing, it hurt my feelings. You know what? I'm just overwhelmed right now. I need some space. It feels like we're hanging out a lot. You know, can we pump the brakes on that? I'm feeling like this is a lot. Hey, you know, I when you did this earlier, it kind of made me feel like dismissed. And I know you probably didn't mean it like that. I just want you to know how it made me feel. Um, hey, I'm not really comfortable when you do that. This is, it's fucking weird, guys. You know what I mean? Like being vulnerable. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> it's not a hot take. It's just being real. Being vulnerable is fucking embarrassing, bro. Because you'd be out here like telling someone your feelings and be like, oh, I got hurt. Like, fuck, man. Like no one wants to act hurt. They want to be badass. They want to be like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. I'm I'm go with the flow. Dog, you don't got to be go with the flow. All right. Setting boundaries is super important. And when you set a boundary with someone you love, you're not only showing the person that you love them, but you're showing yourself that you love yourself. Okay. A lot of times setting boundaries means saying no. People are trying to hang out or go out for a night out. You had a rough day. You had a fight with your parents or something like that. And you're like, you know what? Um, I'm not really feeling it tonight. I kind of had a rough day. I kind of need some alone time. Boom. Boundary. Beautiful. And you won't know the true strength of your relationship with other people unless you try to set boundaries and see how they react to it, right? Because oftentimes the people that you're not compatible with are the ones that when you try to set a boundary, they get mad, they get insecure, they get worried or concerned. But the people that you really need in your life are the ones that when you set a boundary and you say X, Y, and Z makes me feel like X, Y, and Z, please do not do X, Y, and Z. And if they can respect that, that's a real one, straight up, right? Um, but, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy. I'm just saying that oftentimes those difficult conversations are, are, are truly meaningful and it really levels up any of your friendships, relationships in general in life, okay? So set more boundaries for yourself because you deserve to, to be in spaces where you feel valued and worthy and happy and comfortable. And if you do not feel that way, you should say something because people cannot read your mind and people don't know what you need until you tell them. Bless the people in your life that can proactively fill your needs. Bless them, right? Amazing. Gorgeous. Like, we love that. But don't expect that from people. You got to look out for you. You can't always expect other people to look out for you, okay? How are we doing here? I think I think everything's okay, right? I mean, like the you know it's getting a little deep, but I'm I'm, I'm feeling good. I hope you're feeling good. All right, okay. So one, two, three, four. We're on number four. Okay. <sighs> number four: choose romantic partners that make you feel more like you. Last couple months have been a bit of a whirlwind. Um, I was talking to this guy for a little bit. You know, we had a great connection, uh, but the timing was off. Didn't work out. And, and one of the main takeaways that I took from that dynamic, let's call it, 
was we all deserve to be with somebody that makes us feel more like ourselves. How do you mean, Emily? Well, I'll tell you. I am fairly insecure about how I am perceived by men. I uh, grew up a tomboy. I'm more of a homie than like a girl's girl, right? I'm not super feminine. I'm not super like, oh my God, like it's just not me. I'm more, the way I flirt with you is I'm like, what the fuck is good, dog? Like that's me flirting. Is it successful? I mean, I don't know, but but we out here. And, you know, I'm more likely to ask you about (laughs) whether or not you go to therapy versus like, do you want to come back home with me tonight? That's just my vibe, right? So I've found it difficult to feel comfortable in dating environments, romantic environments, going out to bars, flirting with people, because it's just, I don't know, it just was never really like a priority for me. But I also always had that insecurity of, you know, am I attractive to men? I'm not your stereotypical girl, right? That always got, and the thing is, is I know I'm not going to end up alone. I know I'm a beautiful woman, like blah, blah, blah. I knew that mentally, right? But I didn't feel that internally. And when I was talking to this guy the last couple months, I really felt attractive as Emily. I didn't feel like I needed to be this person. I didn't feel like I needed to be more feminine or more this or more act like I didn't know what I was doing. Like I could just be my full self, just be, you know, a badass. And and, and that was good enough. That was attractive, you know, and that was just a really cool, validating and kind of healing experience for me because you know, like, you know, in your mind that when you're you, it's attractive, but like, until you feel that, it's hard to really like register that internally. You know what I mean? Like, I never looked at myself and I was like, oh, I'm ugly. Like, I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm everyone. I'm I'm the best friend. I'm the, the guy's best friend. Like, whatever the fuck. Like, I just, I didn't see myself as that like attractive, beautiful woman, right? That we all want to be. And, um, you know, when I was around this person, I just always felt like I wanted to be more me. Whatever it meant to be Emily, I just wanted to channel more and more into that. And, and you know, because I would have crushes on guys and stuff like that. And I'd always just feel kind of this deep discomfort of how do I get this person to like me? How can I change myself? How can I mold myself? How can I boost their ego? How can I boost boost their confidence? How can I fit into this person to make them see me as attractive? And it's just like the total wrong thinking. You know what I mean? Like you're going to click with the people that click with you. You're going to be somebody's definition of attractive. You're going to be somebody's definition of beautiful. You're going to be someone's definition of worthy. And 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 you just got to hold on to that belief, you know? It is hard, guys, because if you're out here, you know, single for, like me for a couple of years, it's hard. You forget, do I have to do, am I doing something wrong? And should I be showing myself a different way to, to men, to women? Like, how can I be the most attractive? Do I got to show my tits when I go out? Like, what the fuck do I got to do, you know? But just understand that the people that are meant for you in your life, you know, your significant others, your husband, your wife, your partner... They're going to see you attractive because you're you. And I, again, I feel like this sounds really cliche, but this is something that I didn't know until I knew, right? So I just like encourage you guys to really seek out and don't settle unless you're with someone that makes you feel more like you or a better version of you. Don't feel like you have to, how do I, how do I fit into, no, fuck that shit, bro. It's got to click. 
it's got to click. You're totally attractive and hot as you are. Okay? I mean, I can't see you right now, but I think you look good. You know, I don't know. Like, I can't be everywhere and everything. And I don't know. I'm just, I was just assuming. Um, all right. Last one. Are you still with me? Okay, good. This is a tough one. So uh, I'm just going to take a second. Okay. Lesson number five of 2023. The people that love you can't always give you what you need. Jesus fucking Christ, Emily. Can you just end on a more lighthearted one? Like, I'd like, fuck. You just wanted to have a good day. I get it. I, you know, I'm trying to have a good day too. One more time. The people that love you can't always give you what you need. This is a tough, tough, tough pill to swallow. And I didn't really know this or learn this until 2023. And I, and I gotta share it with you guys as the last one. And the thing is, is that it's not always a bad thing, right? People show love in all different types of ways. There's not one size fits all when it comes to love. You know, you got the five love language. You got words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, gifts, quality time, right? And we all have different needs. Just because someone loves you, it doesn't mean they understand you. Just because someone loves you doesn't mean they know you. They know the way you need to be loved and can give you that. And it's kind of about meeting people where they're at and accepting them as they are. I feel like I learned this lesson in the biggest way from my family this year. I love my family deeply, like more than anything. They're the center of my world. But it's not always easy with them. We have different needs. We have different you know, wants in life. We have different directions. We don't all live in the same place. And we've had a, you know, rocky past. It's not easy maintaining a close relationship with my family. And I know that they love me, but they don't all show that love in, in the same way and in ways that I need. And I think I spent a lot of time trying to think, well, if I just love them harder, well, if I just communicate with them more, well, if I just do this, then they'll give me what I need because I'm just going to be so overflowing with love that they're just going to give me what I need. And that was just so fucking wrong. Because people can only meet you where they're at. So if they don't got it in them, it's not coming to you. Or it'll come to you temporarily and they might resent you for it. You know what I mean? Just because people can't give you what they need, what you need doesn't mean that they don't love you. They just love you in their own way. And, and sometimes that's just got to be enough. Now, it's always worth a try saying, hey, listen, like, you know, I'm going through a hard time. I could use some support or, hey, like, I wish you reached out more or, you know, hey, like you can always kind of get pointers, right? But when it comes to your needs, the more naturally it comes, the more real it is. The people that love you, they know you, but sometimes they're not capable of showing you that love in that moment, in the way you want it. So what that means is there's only two ways you can go about it. A, look for other people that can be more of that support system or give you what you need. Or B, you can start giving yourself what you need. I think sometimes when we try to maybe get our validation or love or affection or something from other people, it feels amazing. Trust, trust, it feels amazing, I know. But external sources for validation and love and all that it, it runs dry it, it the, the tank gets empty 
But the self-love, while it's the more difficult path to go down, is, is a lifetime. The relationship you build with yourself lasts a lifetime. And it's, it, it's a constant, it's ubiquitous, it's ever flowing. It, you give yourself that investment, you show yourself that love, it pays back dividends for decades. It's not a one-shot thing. And I think it's true, I think it truly is love when you can look at somebody, whether it's a parent or sibling or significant other, and just say, I accept you as you are. I love you as you are. You love me as I am. I don't want to change you and I can take from you only as much as you can give me and that be enough. And I think it's also about matching people's energy. You know what I mean? People get upset in relationships and 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 relationships with parents and family and friends because they just have an imbalance of expectations and they expect this person to give them what they need. They expect this person to be proactive about what they need. And that's what leads to being upset or disappointed kind of flip the script and just say this is what this person can do for me this is what I can do for them great they can meet me here I'll meet them there they can only meet me here that's fine then I'll only meet them there I think when people try you know when you're given very little and you give a lot that's kind of where that resentment and anger comes from I can't tell if I'm just ranting here I hope this is resonating with some of you guys I feel like I'm getting lost in the sauce a little bit um it just is a it just is a tough pill to swallow but but the core thing i'm trying to say is that it's not a bad thing if the people that love you can't give you what you need it's just more about registering hey you know what i'm not getting it from this person and that's fine it doesn't mean they don't love me they're just loving me in their own way how can i get what i need is it from a different friend a different lover a different therapist a different hobby a different you know how can I get that can I give it to myself and just kind of taking inventory with whether your needs are being met 2023 had a lot of ups and downs um but I'm feeling grateful right now for a moment of clarity I'm feeling grateful to feel both the highs and lows of the year and 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 I don't have this down as a lesson but I want to end off on this note I think that one of the main things that I learned is that your life can be two things at once. It can be exciting and heartbreaking. It can be disappointing and fun. It can be fulfilling and challenging. It can be rewarding and confusing. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It really doesn't. We see the highlights in social media, people living in their best life. It's all fucking bullshit. We all know that. That's why I do this fucking podcast because it's all bullshit, okay? And it's okay if you have some aspects of your life that make you happy and other aspects of your life that make you sad. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It just means you're a fucking human and that's fine. I mean, that's not more than fine. That's great. But don't, don't do yourself the disservice of shutting down those negative feelings negative feelings aren't bad they're just feelings good feelings aren't even necessarily good they're just feelings allow yourself the full spectrum of those feelings be present in the moment be grateful that you can experience both the positive and the negatives all right that's all i got wishing everybody a fulfilling happy confusing disappointing exciting overwhelming underwhelming 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I hope you guys have such a good year. I'm very grateful you listen to this podcast and I'm grateful that I have this platform because it means a lot to me and you guys mean a lot to me and um, I just really hope the best for everyone here. All right, catch you next time. Thank you.